Hey folks, welcome to another Fakata podcast. Um, this is Juan Navarro, and I do the Fakata. I can admit it now. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Another week, another awesomeness. Um, this week, we're just going to get into like going back to some of the stuff that I like to talk about. Part of it is the, I guess you could say, comic book entrepreneurialness, fandom entrepreneurialness. Pretty much taking something you love and making it into a thing, a job, a somehow living off it. And I'm going to, you know, get nitty gritty with some of it. And you're going to hear a lot of things that I've said before, especially in the beginning. But I'm also going to be talking about the, the, the hustle and how important hustle is. And if tied to a brand, it can be something that you can really use to maneuver and do more than what you think. Um, and, and yeah, just covering a lot of bases like that and everything else and getting back to the root of the podcast. I know the, the past couple of weeks have been a lot of panels and audio from other things. So I want to get back to the basics here and uh, entertain you guys and everything else and yada, 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 yada. And so, uh, yeah, so stay tuned and uh, here we go. Okay. So you're out there trying to sell your things. You like the thing that you do. You have this thing that you feel makes you different and makes you more, brings happiness to you. It does so much. And then you got to go back to your day job. And as you're sitting there at your desk, at your register, at your friolator, at wherever you're doing, you're just thinking about this thing that makes you so damn happy. And if you could just do it more. Well, I'm here to tell you, you can. You can turn that side hustle into a real hustle. You can turn in that passion into a profession. I will tell you that it is something super rewarding, something that can do so much. It's something that's very pushed nowadays in, in, in almost every single kind of, uh, like, every kind of entrepreneurial website or ig or twitter and they're always throwing shit in your face and be like be your own fucking guy and this and this and that and it's awesome it is a great thing as talking about somebody who's done that with themselves and their life but i will tell you it comes at a cost and it comes at something that you have to comprehend and as long as you comprehend this as long as you keep it in mind you'll be okay mentally and all the other ways i don't know and they're like, what are you talking about, Juan? Well, part of it is, you know, a lot of times I've seen it a lot of times that people get into something, be it like an artist or a craftsman or a creator or, you know, making a blog, making a Twitch, making whatever. And I see people do this all the time. They do like two or three things, like just, you know, whatever it is. And I guess they don't get the return that they wanted and they stop. That's a fucking death knell. That's just like, don't do that. You have not explored it to the fullest degree. It's happened to me, and I've done it myself, so I'm not going to say it's blameless and it's understandable. But you have to understand something that one of the biggest things in all of this is consistency. Consistency is everything. If you say you're going to post every Wednesday, motherfucker, post every Wednesday. 
I'm saying this as a podcast that was late last week on a Thursday. <laughs> you know, um, it is something you have to pursue and have to do. And pursuing that kind of dream and everything, it, that is one of the things that happens. Now, one thing that a lot of people say, and I just said it a bunch of times, has been the hustle. What is the hustle? Well, the hustle is trying to connect your shit to everything. I kind of, I kind of like, you know, relate it to being almost like a preacher or religious leader or priest or preacher or any kind of like that you are evangelizing and spreading that gospel as because you believe in it so much that you will talk to anybody about it. Now, at the same point, you know, obviously that could be fucking annoying and a lot of people could look at you just like we look at the current joke has always been Jehovah's Witnesses. And you just see that, you're like, okay, lock the door, pretend we're not home. Okay, turn around. Somebody gives you a, a tower and you're like, yeah, I don't want to fucking deal with this shit and everything else. But you have to say, see it as one thing is um, that's the kind of thing you have to be. You have to be the hustle. You have to. And if you believe in your project enough. Even if you have a hot dog stand, which I always like using as an example. I swear, I think I'm going to open one one day just for the hell of it. Even if you have a hot dog stand, you have to believe that you're selling a good fucking hot dog if you want to make it work. You have to say, oh, man, I'm going to make it this way. I'm going to make it that way. When you go wake up in the morning, you're excited to do it. When you go to sleep at night, you get, you're get writing down your ideas. Hey, maybe I'll add a little bacon. Maybe I'll fry up some onions and like that again, but I'll use that aside. Maybe I'll get that weird relish or I'll get some cool fucking Japanese sauces or something. See what I'm saying? Like, I just think about a hot dog stand and that's what I think of doing with it. I'm like, man, maybe I'll grill the hot dogs. Those fucking taste way better than boiled hot dogs. What if you had both? Maybe some people like the boiled hot dogs. Maybe people like the grilled hot dogs. Stuff like that. See how you can get into it? And then if you believe in that project, then you have this hot dog stand now. You will sit there and you'll, like, you know, shoot the fucking smoke over to people and make sure they smell it and talk to them. And, you know, you will engage with them and that hustle and everything else. And that's how you end up with a brand, kind of. I've seen a lot of people start with a brand and they want to have a cool name and the logo and this and this and that. I've seen it with comic books where people are like, lamenting over their fucking logo and how it looks and i'm like have you written the story have you chosen the artist do you have a have a style in mind do you are you going to do single issues are you going to do a web comic are you going to do a graphic novel are you going to do this no they're still lamenting over a logo when you haven't even processed all the other stuff which a lot of times if you start doing all those other things come about so i'd say in the Again, in that entrepreneurship of turning something like this, you're going to start an Etsy store. If you're going to start a website, you're going to start a Twitch, you're going to start all these things. You got to look at it and have a vision. Vision is everything. Um, The vision is also a huge multi-layer thing. It's not just one thing. The vision is five years from now where I want to be or the ultimate way I want to be to what do I want to look like today? How do I want to look like in the next hour? That's vision. And vision is multi-layered, multi-places, you know, uh, various different floors before you get to the penthouse. And it's good to have that idea of the top of the mountain. But remember, you got to start at the bottom and say, what is this vision? And I have to do this all the time. The other day, as I was at these cons and I had some downtime, I kept thinking about setup. 
um saturday i got to do a really great 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 uh convention at skatebird um here in el portal in florida uh in miami uh off of 83rd and biscayne really cool skate park has little cafes on the bottom has another thing and i looked around and i saw like how a lot of people did their branding did their way and i, I mean they're relying on stuff that's known and i'm never gonna i'm not gonna bitch at that because you know originality is overrated too you need somebody to, some way to, for people to connect and see you and put you together but also look at the cohesiveness of your brand and in your hustle and i already looked at my like setup and i'm like it's kind of weak I, I didn't like it too much it, it engaged people were flipped through my portfolio saw the artwork i sold some comics i sold some some artwork i needed more prints i was already like oh man i'm not following my advice i need to have like multi-layer stuff i need to have the dollar stuff i need to have five dollar stuff i need to have ten dollar stuff and go all the way up I had high end and I had like one low end, but nothing in the middle to engage people. I also didn't have enough. I mean, I pulled it out of my ass, really, because I got invited last minute and I said, OK, I'm going to go. Um, but it made me realize. And so that's how come it's better to just jump in sometimes, because as you go through the paces, if you wait for that perfect moment, it's never going to happen. As you go through those paces, you start realizing what you need to do. How do you need to build it? How do you need to make it different? And that's what I had with this. Um, having that vision helps so much. I was able to break down for myself how I want to present everything. So do I want somebody to be able to spend $20 at my table and say, okay, walk away with a zine, a sticker and a print. Is that doable? Um, will that be the engagement? If I get, if I do that, can I get... 10 sales like that can i get 50 sales like that can get 100 sales how do i make it enticing and then do i go up from there and i say oh you know what if i throw in a t-shirt what if it's a small thing what if it's a button um pins all those other things if those people can get into it and again engage and get into it that's another way of doing it so that's why you have to have that the other thing that helps so much is i know how to talk to people um i can't say i'm the best but I know how to make a joke and engage and talk to people. And then not about myself. Um, sometimes a lot, uh, if, if you know the real hustlers, the real motherfuckers that are out there, the last thing they'll talk about is the thing that they're selling. They start doing other things and they start relating this and relating that. And I talked to people that were comic book people, tattoo people, skate people, uh, all different kind of things. One guy was a graffiti guy and we started talking about doing graffiti stuff. Well, he did a lot of AR stuff. Um, and I thought AR was kind of cool. And I talked to him about some of the stuff I knew and the stuff that I dug and the utility of it. And he dug some of the artwork I did. And we just started talking and maybe we'll do something in the future. He got my card and it was cool. Another one was a tattoo artist and my experience running a tattoo shop and then my experience in putting all those things together and, and having stuff out. And it was, again, relating to different ideas. And I got to learn a lot about this guy's personal life, too. That was kind of crazy, you know. I, I, I always say I do have bartender face. I, a lot of people tend to tell me things that they want to say and want to do. And I'm just kind of like, oh, shit. OK, <laughs> like, I sit there going, uh, I don't know you're going to tell me all those things. But part of the experience. And, and I think if you can develop that trust and have a fun engagement with people, that's how you kind of make a good hustle for people because then you you're you're making a real connection and i'm not bullshitting either i'm not gonna go and bullshit somebody and pretend to be their friend i'm gonna be their friend why not you know i do have a policy of everyone's an asshole and until they prove me otherwise 
But at that moment, I had a good conversation with some people and I saw that they were cool. And I go, cool. You know, they have information I wanted to hear about. Either one guy was like talking about old school graffiti artists from back in the day in Miami. And so we talked about different pennants that we knew, people that we kind of knew. I kind of relayed stuff like I knew this guy, this guy, this guy. He threw me some people. I'm like, oh, shit, cool. So there's a trade of information. So now you have form a little bit of trust and you have something that you can work together with. That's the kind of thing you have to develop and put together. And and it's it's the hustle. That's the hustle. That's developing that trust, developing people, evangelizing, showing your artwork. I believe in my artwork. I believe in my creations. I believe in everything I'm making and designing and putting together. So because of that, they get energized by it too. So then now you can get them on board and they can go forward. Maybe it's not a sale, but they're going to follow you on Instagram. Maybe they'll follow you on a podcast. They'll follow you on the website and they'll be receiving and they'll tell others, hopefully. And that same energy can give off. Uh, I think a lot of people lack that. Um, and, And sometimes it's because, again, if you don't have a clear vision of what you're doing, it's hard to. Um, I always related to that. If you sell something shitty, it's hard to be a salesman because you know it's a piece of shit. So how am I going to sell this? Same difference. How, if you don't understand your own stuff, how do you gonna kind of sell it? And I tell people, look at artists that you like. Look at people who are doing the exact same thing you're doing and copy them and, and, and make it your own and say, okay, like... I like how if I sell jewelry and handmade jewelry, I like how this company sells handmade jewelry. Maybe the way they photograph it, the way they present it, the models they use, the way they 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 show it to people. I'm going to do the same thing and then show it in action. Um, I always see that there's a lack of that, the yeah, lack of everything. Um, I met some dudes from Austria some, some weeks ago. Um, uh, that, that were here for a crypto conference. And so when we started talking, they started telling me about NFTs and crypto. And, you know, I had my shit opinion about that. And then they had their reassuring opinion about that. Um, I still think NFTs are just a great way to take rich people's money. But there is something there that we can't ignore. There is a possibility for it. And one thing that I love that they told me was that they, as a company, really explored the idea of utility within something. What is the use of this object? And they talked about how there's sometimes membership cards and then what they produced is a uti- an NFT that was like a membership to like this high end kind of thing. So you can use yachts and you can rent certain places and you can use private planes and all this other stuff. Obviously, I'm stuff above my head. But one of the things I engaged with them afterwards that I kind of pitched back at them, I said, well, what if I made an NFT as an artist that wasn't just a piece? It was like, say, my comics. And if you buy this NFT... From now on, every time I make a new comic, it's going to be added to the NFT. And it's just something that instantly always grows and gets more and more comics until the end of until I die. And so now you have a collection of all my comic book work in this one NFT and it grows over time. And they like the idea, the utility of it. And it's because, again, I believe in my comics. I believe in my work. This is how I want to engage people with it. Um, You have to figure that out for yourself. You got to figure how you're engaging with it. Even if you're saying you're selling other people's products, if your whole thing is to sell this kind of like uh, other people's IP, other people, because you're celebrating it, that's what fandom is. And um, it's funny, I just got invited, hopefully for Supercon, to do a fandom entrepreneurial panel, which I hopefully will happen. 
and talk about going on the road and being in conventions and doing all that stuff um which i've done before and i've done so many times like panels like that and i'll describe the pitfalls and everything that's going on um that's probably the best thing you know like i think that's that's one of those um those things that you get into you go okay how do i engage people with it because you have to think figure okay if you have some demon slayers uh uh statues that you're selling right why should i buy it from you and not from amazon or from a million other websites why should i go and and uh go to your store or go to your pop-up and see it there and buy it you can hope on a pop-up that somebody will see something and say oh it's a tanjiro i wanted that tanjiro i'm gonna buy it right now and you can hope for that and that's one of the things that happens the accessibility of it but the other thing is that you want to go past that and develop a relationship for them say hey i have an instagram i post all the stuff that i have on there if you want to see more stuff that i would pick up you know, follow me. So they'll follow you for that. And they know that there's a local guy that I can follow. And if I, I want now Zenitsu, uh, the statue, he might have it next week because it's going to come in and I develop something. Um, I wake up like every day answering texts, answering discords, answering uh, IG messages and go to sleep doing the same thing. Because that's how a lot of the customers at Goblin's Heist engage with us. A lot of people engage with Fuacata like that. So that's where I go, okay, I got to sit there, and I have to hit every little button, every little thing, and engage with them. Because they can go somewhere else and get this shit if they wanted to. But they liked having the service and the brand and everything else. And I'm the first one that I'll say, oh, this is really cool. This series, oh, this new indie series is really cool. This other indie series, piece of shit, don't get it. And we'll work like that. And trying to get that kind of uh, kind of uh, look or feel to it and get it out that way. That's what you have to develop. 50% of sales is how you make them feel. You can't just be the guy selling stuff because then it, end, it begins, your relationship with the person begins and ends at the sale and that's it. And then they're only going to go to you again and, and you can go that route. But in, if you're that guy, then it's all about how cheap can you sell it? What do you have? Do you have something that's hard to get, you know, or uh, tactics and tricks? And then you can only go so far. I know some people that are scumbag pieces of shit, but good God, they know how to blow smoke up a person's ass and make them feel good and everything else. And then then they rob them blind. And I've seen it happen. And I've seen guys like buy overbuy shit and everything else because i've seen people engage with them and touch those emotional fucking moments and fuck them over and uh, you know i i i see it because sometimes it's very apparent it sucks other times i'm like well you know you're an adult what am i gonna tell you and i leave it alone and then later on they're crying about the stuff they overpaid for or they can't sell or whatever you know uh, it goes back to that having a genuine connection with people and and making sure they're happy my dad used to say all the time you can rip people off but you can only do it once um that's one of the major things you have to remember too if you if you're here for the short haul and just for the gimmick and get your shit and get out fine but you're burning the fuck out of that bridge if you really work on it and really over time and i have i'm not gonna be a saint about this i have customers that annoy the fuck out of me I have some customers I don't like them as people. I have customers that I think are 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 dickheads and they just have a horrible fucking personalities, I guess you could say. I still treat them as people and I still treat them well and I treat them with respect and kindness and with fun because 
I know I have to provide something to keep them around and keep them buying and keep them everything. And hopefully in the long run, develop a relationship. And I've had that too, where they become friends after the initial annoyingness of them. They become friends, they become cool people, and they're people I know. And then I don't begrudge them so much. But they have very, 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 you know, uh, aggravating uh, personalities, to say the least. You know, and it's hard. You have to get over it, you know, because it, it, it's not always fun. And I don't they take disrespect lightly, but, you know, a lot of times it's uh, sitting there going, holy shit, really? And like I said, I have bartender face. So sometimes people tell me stuff that I don't want to know, you know, and uh, but I'm there to help because that's also the Christian side of me where I go, OK, you know, God puts you where you need where you need to be, you know. Um, so those are the kind of things that I keep thinking about that, that, that. The hustle is what makes the brand. As you go along, your brand will grow. And I know some people, and I've seen some people, when they, they're really into the look of what their store needs to be and everything. And that's great. I'm not. That, that's not bad. That's never a bad thing. But then how are you engaging? How are you bringing the people back? And that's where you develop over time. And then you develop a brand. I mean, it's maybe if you're, you know, I don't know. Like, let's say you're, you're, you're making, like, a pop-up and you're doing fandom. And let's say, at one time, one of the, one of the things I wanted to do... Um, damn, I don't know if I want to say this because then somebody's going to take it. I, I have it as a domain already. Uh, I wanted to do CMY Comics. CMY, like, CMYK, which is the four colors that use to print comics. Cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. So I was going to CMYK Comics. And I had a vision of using CMYK as the branding element so that it's always in there since it's what's used in printing to make comic books, the four colors. And I wanted to have it have like a very simplicity to it so that it really, it, the simplicity of that engages with the comic book background of like uh, of the graphics and everything else and brings it forward. And if you were, so let's say you're doing just pop-ups now, you know, ultimately you want to have a a store or a website that really works really well like either or could happen you know you bring something together and let's say you you, you go through that well obviously you have to go through the the routine of like all right what's your setup how many you gotta buy folding tables that's like one thing you're gonna learn in life you're gonna have to buy folding tables and chairs just for for that do you want to put in the fucking uh you have to have a tent because if you're gonna do an outside event you need a tent are you gonna invest in a good tent we just invented in a good uh, invested in a good tent and it's been paying off now that we're doing Doral city place on sundays um those are the kind of things that you got to put together. So then, okay, so then the, you, you then you buy your stock. Let's say you're selling comics. What do you want to do, back issues? If you want to do just back issues, now you got to put a call out. I'm willing to buy back issues, new and news, da-da-da-da-da-da. If you're going to go and buy toys, new and used toys, everything else, then you got to buy tubs to put those toys in, boxes to put the comics in. You got to go through them, know the prices on everything that you have there say all right uh you know all that breakdown you know so you 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 know what you have and everything else you have some high-end books you have low-end books maybe you specialize in something maybe you just do i always said like what if you just specialize in spider-man like if your shit was just spider-man you're the spider-man hustler guy so let's say that would be cool too so let's say um what you know the web of geekdom or something like that or the webmaster let's call yourselves the webmaster and all you specialize is in uh amazing spider-man shit you're bigger you're already an amazing spider-man fan 
you want to start selling some of the stuff maybe you have a bunch of as a collector a bunch of extra shit that you want to get rid of so you specialize in that so people now know right there off the bat off the bat your brand is spider-man so you have you know everything that's peter parker mary jane green goblin J. jonah jameson all that stuff you have it you can get action figures that are related to that you can get crap action figures new action figures everything else you build that up you go looking for spider-man fans you go looking for people that are just coming came from seeing the movie uh, uh watching this and you engage with them you be the knowledgeable guy you gotta be able to say hey man you know you should watch this cartoon over this cartoon because it reflects these books these are the writers these are the artists you should know these are the guys like that and if you can say all right i have these back issues and i have the high-end back issues maybe they won't buy that but what if you had the um, masterpiece uh graphic novel or the classic uh, uh marvel verse uh, graphic novels that are like 10 bucks so they can give it to new people that are getting into it so they see you imagine you have your tent you have the spider like you know maybe you have the spider-man logo maybe the spider-man style on the tent that would be kind of cool man i'm fucking now i want to do this and so you have this and you guys come over and they see that you have this you have the statues you have funkos you have action figures you have comics all spider-man you have posters everything else you can develop and develop and develop that. People then know you as the Spider-Man guy. You're the guy to go to to get fucking. You're the webmaster. That's the guy who knows all that stuff. So then how do you expand upon that and make it more than what it is? Because now you can be like an online store. And by then, you know, you go and say, okay, what are my costs? What are my, my, where's my profit? A lot of times back issues are your most profitable thing. Because if you're buying them right, you're getting them at 30, 40, 50 cents a, a copy. You're selling them at four or five dollars. You're making a good profit. Newer books are more expensive, obviously, because you're going to get them. But, you know, if you go around and, and to these comic shops and talk to them, they might have back, back stock that they want to get rid of, of extra stuff. Maybe not right now. Spider-Man's really hot. I'm picking up as much Spider-Man as I can get. But, you know, something like that. Maybe they have X amount of extra issues of the new stuff and they'd be like willing to sell it to you for, for cheaper. You can get like 10 copies of the newest one, which is at $4.99 and get them for 20 bucks. You know, 10 copies of that at 20 bucks is two bucks an issue. That's amazing. You sell it at cover, you're already making double your money. Um, graphic novels too, everything else. And there's so many toys and different stuff like that. And people want to engage in different things. Once you do that and they know you for a while, bro, you can make a cool T-shirt that says Webmaster or something like that. At first, you can put it on some place like Tee Public, where I have my T-shirts. Hint, hint, hint. Go buy my shit, uh, and and sell it that way. You can start a podcast. You know, I would do a podcast where I would talk to people at my my pop up about their opinions of Spider Man, what they think Spider Man's about, how what they come from, and you know that the you know how conversations can go. They can spin off, and next thing you know, they're talking about their ex girlfriend that left them for a dude, and blah 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 blah. Or it can be funny shit, you know, where you talk about highly a Spider Man or something like that. You can have that guy show up and help you out. Like, so just in this example of the business, you see how all the facets of it, and it comes from the fact that you love Spider-Man. So if you want a linchpin of all of this is the love of it, don't get into something that you don't love. Don't get into something that you think is cool and people like and you don't like. Because first off, people are going to spell it on you. You're full of shit and you're not fucking selling stuff that you really give a fuck about. And then second, you're not really doing something that really grabs their attention. You're going to be half-assed about it. If your thing is just fucking precious moment fucking figures, 
be the precious precious moment fucking guy fuck it fuck everybody if you're really enthusiastic about that shit and that's what you want now i know your crowd and now if you go to like you know black market over at las rosas selling precious moment figures you know people might might like i don't know i might talk to you shit maybe the people like it ironically or something but most people are not gonna fucking really but maybe you can go to an antique sale and older ladies will buy all your precious money and if you're knowledgeable and you know about it and you can engage them you'll have a group of people following you i see it all the time that's gonna sometimes uh, there's guys that like the hustle of the comic book world so much but see i love the comics and i love reading the comics i'm a fan of the comics i saw this weekend when i was at one of the cons a lot of these guys are all about like the greed and selling and blah blah blah. and i'm saying i'm there's nothing wrong with that that's fine um the ecology of fandom needs all types of people but then i kept talking about like oh this was a good run of this book oh man this was a really cool thing all these charlton characters and i was able to like talk about different things and different layers with folks so i i felt like i had more meaningful engagements than other people had uh which didn't always translate to grip better sales i ain't gonna fucking lie to you but i'll say this too and you've heard me say this before if you're gonna get into something because you want to make money do anything else like i said do the hot dog cart do any fucking other thing you want to make money there's so many other ways to make money if you want to have an engaging life that's fun every fucking day that is cool and it's like you're 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 you want to talk about spider-man every day then this is the thing you want to get into this is the stuff you want to do so that's the kind of point in period i want to like cap off when talking about doing uh, uh an entrepreneurship based on a uh, 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 something you love and i will say this too and i said at the top of the podcast turning a passion into a profession you gotta be really careful you gotta be careful because it's like i was related to me like you could be a cook or a chef and it's like you know cooking for your family because you love them and you want to make four dishes that night and you want them to eat something good and show them that love that's awesome the day you have to make a hundred of that fucking dish at the, that night and table 14 thinks it's too, it's overcooked, you're going to lose your fucking shit. It's two different worlds. That's how come cooks and chefs are such hardcore motherfuckers because they're there about making it the same, making it the way, making it quality, making it perfect, not burnt, not this, not that. They're about that fucking life. If you're ready to do that, then you're ready to go into this kind of world. But also be careful. It's very competitive. There are some people that are very petty. I have met some people that have been awesome. That have given me faith in humanity. Because they're not pieces of shit. Um, Engage with other people. It is competitive. You are competing. But it's not about looking over your shoulder. It's looking at yourself and saying, how can I make this better? And you, you want people to walk away with a new engagement and that they'll follow you so that, hey, I'm going to do a pop up down in the Redlands and you'll see people show up there. I'm going to do a pop up up in Lauderdale. People are showing up there. And after a while, they say, where's and when people are asking you, where are you going to be next? That's fucking cool because they're looking forward to having that engagement again with you. Um, and eventually, if you ever get to brick and mortar like I have and you have a comic book shop and you're doing this thing, that's where you get to the next layer. And then that's where you finally say, okay, I'm going to make t-shirts. I'm going to make this. And people are going to, I love that now people are asking for Goblin Heist t-shirts because they want people to know I go to this fucking shop and this is my fucking place. 
I think that's really cool. They're agreeing with you totally, <laughs> you know? So I think that's the thing, the thing that put, put in mind. Um, in the long run, eight years, you're going to be better for it. And, and even this, and, and you have to prepare for everything. Let's say you fail spectacularly. Or let's say it just doesn't happen and you have something else that happens or something else that comes up. I know some people have family, have kids, have marriages, have relationships, have careers, you know, all this shit. All right. It doesn't take too much space, man. You can put the tent to one side of the garage, put the other stuff in one side, sell off everything on eBay and walk away. Or you do it every once in a while or you do it when you want to fucking, you know, just do something different for the weekend. That's all. I'm not telling you to make a life out of this. You can do this as a part-time hobby. You can have like your stuff and you pick up stuff wherever you find it. And oh, cool. Look at this. Oh, cool. Look at that. And that's it. And how great is that? You can do it that way too. Um, but I guess just talking about, and, and if it fails horribly and you, you, you don't like it, maybe you hate it and maybe you didn't like that one, then, you know, you, you, you tried and at least you can say, Hey, you know what? I fucking tried it. Wasn't my fucking thing. And I got out and that's it. There's no embarrassment. Of it. No one's thinking about you. No one's going, Oh, remember when you felt that, you know, and if they do say that, then they're a piece of shit and you shouldn't talk to them. So I think it's better to do than not do. Um, and that's it, man. So go out there. Get your vision together. Even if you need a vision board or you need whatever the fuck, put it together and just go for it, man. Engage with life and and try it out. It's fun. It's a fun fucking world. It's not easy. It's a lot of hard work. Like anything else, when you go to business for yourself, that nine to five is over. Now you're still working nine to five. You're working 24-7. And sometimes you're there fucking pricing books at 11 or 12 o'clock at night when you should be going to sleep. And you're hauling shit on a Saturday morning at seven in the morning. You're hauling stuff and putting it in a, in a van and a million other things. And if you dig it, you'll be okay with it. If you're not, you're going to fucking hate life. And sometimes you won't make a damn dime. And it looks like you have the plague and no one wants to touch you. That happens to a two. And maybe it's not your fault. Just what you're selling. Something's going on. The placement, everything. There could be a million things. We could do a whole other episode on that. On how it could go wrong. <laughs> You know, but that's where you sit down afterwards and figure it out. That's when you sit down, take a notebook out, take a paper out, write down the stuff that happened, what didn't happen, why, what could have been, and just figure out your business from there. You know, it's it's fun, man. And I, I hope more people, at least, at least the people that really want to do it, do it. I, I don't like seeing half-assers myself, but go out there. And if not, and if you're still on the fence about it, Go to stuff like when we have the Goblin Market at Goblin's Heist or you go to a con or any pop-up. Go see what people are doing, how they're doing. Talk to them about it. Ask them questions. You'll be surprised. Most people want to talk about it. If not, they'll just, you know, unload on you. So it's amazing how many times I'll talk to people. Hey, how's your how's your, how's your your con going? How's your whatever's going? And they're like, oh, well, this, 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 and this is happening. And this happening. And next year, I'm getting a lot of information. That's the kind of shit you have to do. So... Do that, remember that, engage in that, and you'll be great. Um, Other than that, go forward, my wayward son. Go nerd out. Alright, so that's a show. 
I rambled on for a little while there. Um, I'm proud of the fact that I think I can talk normally now without coughing. So that was something left over from Omicron before that kind of was worrying the fuck out of me. I was getting to this point that I couldn't talk for more than 10 seconds without my throat kind of catching just a horrible itching and it starts, you know, would stop me from talking. It sucked ass. Maybe for other people it was incredible because now they can say, damn it, Juan, finally shut the fuck up. I hope you guys took away something from that. I felt like even as I was talking about it, I was getting something out of it. Just the ideas and everything else about it. Um, uh, like I said, it's it's not easy. It's an upward battle. There's a lot of things. Don't try to do it by yourself. Tell your friends. Tell people. You will. You won't be. You'll be surprised who's willing to like do something different and get with you and and just go somewhere. Sometimes it's just a, for companionship. Um, my girlfriend has been super fucking awesome, and she. I can't say she loves it all the time, waking up in the morning and taking all this shit out. But she has been, you know, super supportive, super awesome. And, and she likes engaging and talking to people. She likes to see all that. Like she says, she likes to see me in action. So I am like a pig in shit when it comes to cons and stuff like that. The stuff I love. Um, all right. So this week I posted some new stuff on Substack. If you want, go on Fwakata, F-W-A-C-A-T-A dot Substack dot com. You will see the first of the comic strips that are going to come out for the anthology. I am aiming to have these done by March. I have some lettering to do for Res, and I think that would be the end process. I wanted to have more stuff in it. I'm going to probably still design more stuff in it, but I think there will be a preliminary zine version of the quarterly that will be out for March. And then I am going to start writing on all the new stuff through March to get everything ready because if I go March, April, May, so probably by May, June, I would ha- hope to have the second anthology out. Um, I'm going to see because between here and there, I want to do a Tommy Kickstarter. So please, when we do this, I'm going to be hitting everybody up. Try to get the word out for the Kickstarter. Try to get you guys to come in. I would love to, to, to get more support because I want to do a bunch of cons this summer. Uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I got 305 Festival this weekend that's going to be at Factory Town. It's going to be a really interesting thing just to see how to do everything over there. Um, And what else? And then I'm going to be at the Rouse City Place probably Sunday. So this weekend, again, I have two fucking activities. Good God, I'm going to die. Um, As always, Tuesdays, I am doing the new comic book uh, claim sale show with Goblins Heist. Uh, live from the shop on Facebook. Go to goblinsheist.com uh, and you can see links for that. You can also join the Discord on there. Uh, Thursdays, I do the comic review show with everybody. That tends to be funner. Um, Wednesdays, new comic book day in the comic shop. Uh, Tuesdays are DC comic book days, new comics. And then what else is there? Two. I got, I'm trying to tell you, think what else do I have going on. Uh, Wednesdays the podcast and then I've been posting uh, sketches every day on Instagram and everything else you know, you can always find new stuff on there and that's pretty much it for now I will be doing the goblin market again soon I will be posting today probably announcements for that to see if anybody wants to vent so if you listen to this and all of a sudden you have a wild hair up your ass to do it hey come to the goblin uh, market and uh, for 20 bucks you get your spot you can break your cherry with us and we can talk about that. How about that? And then there's a bunch of cool people that are there that can help you also get on your way. 
And that's everything for this week, folks. I am, as always, Juan Navarro. I have lots of stuff going on. You can check out everything at fuckada.com. I post every Sunday links to everything that I'm doing. And I am getting the fuck out of here. I have more work to do, even though it's my day off. What the fuck? (laughs) All right, folks. Until next time, be good.